You're listening to the Sports Therapy Association podcast, putting evidence back into soft tissue therapy. Hey people, how are you doing? Welcome to the Sports Therapy Association podcast, episode 176. My name is Matt Phillips, creator of One Chat Live, and as always, this episode is being recorded live on the Sports Therapy Association YouTube channel. Um, and also lately, because of a few YouTube glitches here and there, we're also going out to the Sports Therapy Association Facebook page. And tonight, I think, due to um, the nature of our guests, we're also streaming live to the, uh, the, soft, the ST school. Yeah, that's what we're going to. Um, so if you are joining us live and you'd like to um, ask any questions, then I will be able to bring your questions up onto the screen for our wonderful guests. Uh, before we go into tonight, I just want to say thank you to last week's guests. I'm going to bring that up onto the screen so anybody joining us live can see. Um, last week in episode 175, I was joined by Gary Benson, founder of the STA, and also Georgina James Staff, who is the graduate sports therapist at Fire and Earth and also West Midlands representative for the STA. Also joined by Bethan Timmins, who is Clinical Director of Timmins Health and Performance and Chief Medical Officer at Stratford-upon-Avon RFC. Um, and together we all reflected on how the STA Theatre went at the recent Therapy Expo 2023 at the NEC Birmingham. Um, as always, as with all episodes of the podcast, that's available to either watch on YouTube, on the Sports Therapy Association YouTube channel, or you can watch it on your, or listen to it on your favourite podcast app, which includes Spotify and Apple Podcasts and, and all of those versions. Um, we're going to continue tonight, although we will be concluding our reflections on Therapy Expo, uh, by chatting with our good friend Anna Maria Mazzieri, director of the ST School, about her hands-on hub area, which was just around the corner of the STA Theatre. And together, basically, we 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 took over. Let's face it, we're not going to mess around with words. Um, I think, yeah, it was a fantastic success. But we're going to reflect on it and see. Um, along with Anna Maria, we've also got the pleasure of spending the next hour with uh, Jintie Ella, and his last name, Sheeran but not with an A, um, and Lou Hawkins-Thompson, host of the Womankind Collective podcast, who spoke not only in Theatre C at Therapy Expo, but also in the Hands on Hub. And we're also going to be joined by Katie Warburton of Hands on Health, who was managing the Hub on the day as well. And we're going to see how the Hands on Hub went down for the ST score in Anna Maria Mazzieri. Um, as always, like I say, if you're watching us live and you do want to ask some questions and I've given permission to my guests just to shout out the questions and I'll bring them up on the screen. This is your chance to ask um, anything you like to our guests. So do take advantage of that. And if you listen to the podcast and I hope you enjoy it and do please leave a comment and a rating. So without further ado, I should now bring up um, who should we bring up first for decisions. Now, let's bring up the boss, Katie Warburton. No, the boss. And I'm over here. <laughs> You're listening to the Sports Therapy Association podcast, putting evidence back into soft tissue therapy. Hey, Anna Maria, how are you doing? Good afternoon. Good evening. Uh, depending in Italy, I guess, where you are. Um, yeah, it's still the afternoon. Philips, good evening. Thank you again for having me. No, absolute pleasure. Very excited to hear um, how it all went for you in the Hands on Hub this year. I've seen it. And I saw the success and I keep hearing about the success, but it'll be interesting hearing from your mouth to God's ears how it actually went for you um, over the two days. But before we do that, um, we've got some other wonderful people here to join us. Let's bring up Katie, manager of the managers, who is looking after the hub for you. Hey, Katie, she how are you doing? She was the pillar. No, she's the pillar of the, the hands pillar. and hub. Wow, the there you go. pillar. 
that is uh, that's big words that is big words yeah yeah so we'll be talking about that later on as well because people don't realize how much work went into it maybe you know it's like a roast kind of thing isn't it? you eat it and it's all over in 20 minutes but if you know the preparation that goes into it i kept saying then, to everybody uh, it was like preparing a roast dinner they have did you say that and the last the last five minutes everything comes together oh wow you know what makes a roast dinner is yorkshire puddings and there we go <laughs> and, a nice one there we go <laughs> I'm hoping you're getting an indication, those of you joining us live tonight, of the kind of calibre of, of segues and things we're going to have. It's just how we're going to roll tonight. And to add to this, and um, we're also, I'm very delighted to bring up um, at Therapy Expo, obviously I'm there for two days and lots of people are running up saying, oh, this was really good. I'm getting feedback. But one of them, I'm not going to say the most because there are so many great presenters at Therapy Expo. But when somebody does come up and you hear again and again, that was a great um, presentation did you hear this then you start thinking wow this person did actually or these people did actually make a difference and two of those people who did come up to me a lot of people came up and they were saying oh wow did you hear the the, the gender presentation as it was called in the end I was like that's interesting what was that about and it was actually don't shh me gender bias in the healthcare system and it was on in theater c um, and it was being presented by two speakers who are going to come up now Jinty Sheeran and Lou Hawkins Thompson, who together have got their own podcast, which is called the Women Kind Collective Podcast. Women, E-N, Women Kind, just in case you look it up. Don't ever go to the Woman Kind, rubbish. Women Kind Collective. Um, I'm going to bring them up now and they're going to share the hour with us. Jinty and Lou, far easier just to use your first names. How are you? Good, thank you. Thanks for inviting us. Good oh, to no, see everybody. It's pleasure. It's, it's, I'm you. really looking forward to spend. Like I say, I'm not just saying that to big you up, but so many people came up and, and recommended your presentation, just said, wow, they were great. They were great, really good. So I obviously didn't get to see it because I had other things going on in the SGA Theatre, but I'm looking forward to hearing about how you felt it went for you guys. So we'll do that in a second. Um, first of all, just so I don't forget about the people who have joined us live, these wonderful people, let's bring a few of you up. So Glenn oh, Murphy, first through the, the door. The boss? Yeah. Oh, Leslie? <laughs> yes, yeah, let's right. put Leslie out first of all then, sorry. Leslie, hello all, and Ginty, my new oh, best. Oh, there you go. Good Leslie. old Leslie. Well, Leslie's hello, one Leslie. of the people who was flapping around. Can you flap? I think that's pretty good um, metaphor to use with Leslie. Yeah, yeah Leslie was flapping okay. around, just going, wow, it was amazing. I've just met them. It was amazing. It was amazing. So, yeah, your biggest fan. And um, we've also got Marco Mendonca, who's there as well. Hey, Marco, thanks for joining us. He says, hi, everybody. We've got newly sports therapy, Gary Newbold. Good to see you. Gary Benson found, oh, that's what you meant by boss. Gary Benson founder of the STA is also in the house as well. He says, looking forward to the gesticulating. Gesticulating. Me, you, Gary. you got it. There will be some gesticulating. Um, and also Louise Aker is here as well. It was lovely seeing Louise as well at the um, uh, Therapy Expo as well. So thanks for joining us, people. It makes all the difference. I know you could be doing so many other things with your Tuesday evening. Vernon's here as well, oh, talking of Therapy Expo. Wow. We're Woo. graced again by royalty of uh, actually yeah people from therapy expo itself so thanks for joining us vernon right then hands on hub um i've got to bring up this photo i think you must be so proud of it i know we've got a few from um the sta theater which we were happy with as well but this one um is just sums it i can put it on the screen for those who have joined us live because it's a it's a great photo oh that's look nice. at that Look yeah. how deep that goes. Tiny little speck, like a little coin in the distance, which was the hands on hub. And then an absolute flock of people bottlenecking it completely. Couldn't get round left or right. Had to leave the therapy expo, leave the NEC and walk around the car park to get around the other side. Happy days, Anna Maria. Did you expect this was going to happen after no. starting last year? 
No, last year we were busy. Last year went really well. And uh, for those one, those of, of the team that they were sleeping in our house, and I said to them, I said, nobody's going to turn up. I said, this year, you know, they, they heard of us. They had enough of us and they're not going to turn up. And we will never, never expected such a, a, most of the talks. It's so, I so love it when all my guests seem to be so modest. It's yet to be broken yet. And there you were, you were so like, oh, no one's going to come along. Yeah, 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 honestly. And yeah, yeah. but it's, it's lovely. Maybe some of your success comes from that kind of humility and modesty and stuff, because it was just, it's a crack. It was a great, great event. It it was, it was, do you know what it was? The the, the people that they came in, but the, everybody's, the vibe that we had this year at the Hands On Up created by, where the industry is at, where in where therapy exposed, I, I think it was very much a reflection of the environment, a little bit of everything. It was, and the STA, you know, because I feel like we were all a big hub, both of us. Um, it just shows you where, where the industry is. And it, it was just so rewarding because the amount of work that goes behind it is, uh, it's, uh, you know, it was good and i think i mentioned last week on the episode we had some amazing feedback um from particularly msk and physios and i mean a lot of them are respecting the work we're doing and they're saying we're actually succeeding in cracking areas of education and evolution which they're still struggling with the msk you know we're actually getting people to turn around and take on new ideas sometimes there's initial anger but nowadays people are actually more receptive to it so yeah pat on our backs i think indeed and you know the the lot of people um send me messages about that they enjoyed the, the closing uh, the closing uh, uh, discussion panel with amanda you know where there was a little bit of challenges there was but that where we actually put our cards on the table and they, they kept she kept saying oh about massage massage I said actually Amanda you need to start understanding the massage therapies the soft tissue therapy we just don't provide massage massage is one part we are like you physiotherapists we provide care exactly we exactly. use massage we use soft tissue therapy but we provide care and that again a lot of people you know, enjoyed that we are sitting now at that table having those discussions. And yeah, it was really heartwarming. I think I had a phone call earlier from Lucy Williamson, who who, is a nutritionist, a lovely lady, um, former vet and now nutritionist, award-winning nutritionist, does a lot of work. Um, and, And she just said again, Matt, it was just such a lovely vibe. And this is a woman who who spends her time in as many fields as possible with cows and animals surrounding herself with chicken. She is in touch with nature and, and hippie to the bone. And she just said around that area, the hands on hub and this, it was just so receptive. People were being so nice to each other and really kind of listening and smiling. And, and guess what? It's a, it shouldn't be a surprise, should it? But soft tissue therapists have got quite a lot of empathy. And if we're talking about, you know, patient centered healthcare, well, guess who, is kind of going to put their hands up as, yeah, I've, I've got a little bit of that empathy. It's what I do for a living. I don't do it for the money. I do it for the love and I want to help people. So, yeah, pretty powerful. Oh, wow, I'm feeling quite empowered now with this. Good stuff. Right. We've left them not speaking for probably the longest times in their lives. Jinty and Lou. <laughs> Was it, have you been to Therapy Expert before? I should have asked you this before, but have you been there before? <clears throat> no, neither of us have, no. 
So we were therapy uh, expo virgins. I was going to say, well, my next question is, how was it for you then? In that case, if you want to go down that route, yeah. How was it for you? Shall I go first, Lou? Because I was there a day, I was there a day before. I was lucky enough to come up um, for the, for for both days and um, really didn't have a clue. Didn't know what to expect and um, absolutely fantastic. Loved it. Um, On the first day I was uh, given a lovely um, HOH, you know, a soft tissue t-shirt which was like a dress which I was you know walking around in which was fantastic getting all sorts of questions that I didn't know the answers to um and I saw a couple of talks I went to see Michelle Lyons um and mm. I don't know what theater she was in B or, B, B or A um and she was down with you wasn't she at the STA uh, theater yeah. which was even better because that was talking about menopause um which is tends to be uh lou and i's favorite subject um and i saw serena simmons um the psychologist um who was talking about how difficult it is to break habits even if we think or know that they're going to be good for us and um uh, we uh, absolutely loved her um so um and i got you know a free bar of a magnesium massage bar from lush (laughs) so Um, yeah and obviously um, I got to watch you know Anna and Katie and and people like that do their stuff which was just phenomenal it was um, very holistic I thought I didn't know quite what to expect but I love the way Anna and her team include uh, it do everything in a very holistic way you know um talking about everything from f- from you know using the breath and um all ev- encompasses everything so yeah loved it sorry lou i've taken over everybody that's okay that's because <laughs> you've left it to lou now to, to talk about what what you two do what your background is because i'm hoping that a lot of people will i know for a fact that your your names um have kind of made it across the airways and people are talking about you because of both of your presentations which we'll talk about shortly but they might not be aware of of the podcast um, which there will be after this so yeah lou Tell us about how that started and what, um, yeah, what well, yeah, your with that there was, there was a question there from Leslie as well, our new favourite fan. Um, so we started in, uh, we started in lockdown. Um, Ginger's husband was away and it was, it was a bad time. It was, it was a quite a lonely time, I think, for women. And I, and I, we both missed our, our women friends. So we started doing some FaceTime chats and thought we were hilarious and we were to say we are we still are and we had a, we had a lot to say so we um i think it was you gents and she said uh why don't we start a podcast and we were like yeah why not and we knew we could start it for minimal amount of money so i think our first podcast i was in this room under a duvet and Inti was in her bedroom under a washing basket in a duvet. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's how the podcast was born uh, really just us chatting away and and it's grown and, and now we've got proper equipment as you can see Jinty's in the studio there and she's she's got the proper mics um and it's just grown and grown and it, I well we both absolutely love it the the women that we talk to the lived experiences that we are really blessed to hear it's yeah it's been really a good great journey and you've got I mean there's a little bit of everything in there, isn't there? You cover obviously the the hormone side of it and the menopause and that, but you're also going to family relationships. I think even misogyny is kind of like one of the topics you talk about and equality. So 
what is the criteria for what you talk about? How do you encapsulate it? I mean, I like, for example, Michelle Lyons, you mentioned, has that wonderful word, muliebrity, which is great. And I didn't know what it meant before, but it's like the the study of women or the embracement of fem- femininity or something. So what what gets into your podcast? Has it got any boundaries? No, there are no boundaries. <laughs> I don't think there are, really. I think if somebody's got a story to tell... Um, yeah, we want to hear people's voices, and we, do. we we want. It's not so much about giving them a platform; it's about um, us learning to listen properly. I don't think we live in a very fast world where we don't listen. We think we do, we hear, but we don't really listen to people. And I think uh, we um, we were listening to each other, and we thought our friends, you know, would would like to listen along as well and it's it's those people you know like we said in our talk that we did at the expo in our don't shush me talk um we had people on we've had people on that haven't even told their sister-in-laws their stories um but they've come on and we've been blessed as Lou said that they've trusted us um and the podcast um that that people do want to hear them they think they don't well why would somebody want to listen to me and hear my story but we do and and until we do there's still going to be an awful lot of stigma and shame um, um and taboo around our hormones around menopause around traumatic birth basically we'll talk about anything anything particularly if it's got stigma attached because mm-hmm. we want to we want to get it get it out there and let people know that it's okay and the more we talk about it the more we listen the the more you know stigma can't and taboo can't survive in in the light it really can't so we need to get it out of the dark fantastic and it's a great environment like you say when you've got two people with characters like yourselves i love the way you said people see how you listen to each other and if you see two hosts who obviously listen to each other and and then reflecting what each other said then the audience are going to listen to you as well because they're thinking oh these we got ourselves a couple of listeners here and so they're going to listen to you as well so i think that sums up very nicely let's just just to let people know obviously it's available on all of the normal places you can listen to a podcast on the screen i've just brought up spotify and that's a good option for people without um or with android phones i think Uh, you've also got pocket casts if you're using an iphone and you've sold your soul to that then you've got your own innate app on there you just click you know, podcast button and, and that'll be there for you. And the talks, just you mentioned one already. So we had um, Don't Shh, um, which was the gender bias in the healthcare system. That was in Theatre C, which is the one which a lot of people uh, mentioned to me in passing. And then you rushed down to the hands-on hub to do Riding the Ways, or Menopause, Riding the Ways of Change with Yoga and Breathwork. Can you tell us a little bit before we go to the hands-on hub area, just because it was so popular, what was the premise of Don't Shush Me, Gender Bias in the Healthcare System and why did you choose that as your title? Lou, or do you want me to go? Go on, Jens. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, basically we, want, we, wanted to get, we wanted to get out lived experiences um, and, the, and the lived experiences are, are really important. We'd had a chat with Anna before um, regarding that um, and it's through it's it our talk was quite shocking although to us because we'd had a bit of practice it didn't you know it's becomes a bit normalized but some of the stories and I think those individual stories are really good ways of getting a point points across you can tell people about gender bias um, until you're blue in the face but until you've heard a personal story about actually uh, what has happened to them you might not you might not believe it um so that that was really uh, the point and but particularly in menopause because uh, that's a lot of what we deal with so at the end of the talk we had a lot of um signposting uh, that people could um 
uh, send their clients uh, to because we're awful a lot an awful lot of people in the audience all all the booklets mm. went Lou didn't they even though they the did. theater wasn't full all the booklets on every chair went so they they were gathering those up they were understanding menopause booklets um, and I think as um, you know uh, the, a lot of people have got a lot of clients uh, that have our sort of age group the natural age of menopause is 51 um so yeah it's it's um it's needed more understanding of menopause is needed and we wanted to make um, we wanted to make its delivery also a tiny little bit different that's why we decided to do a flash mob you know it, oh, how, yeah. how do you call it a little flash mob because we wanted it to be you know speaking to Jean Lou, we we realized straight away that this is going to be quite shocking and to actually bring that to the next level we wanted this having different people coming up at different times and actually reading those lived experiences because people always talk about patients lived experiences and you know we could have had patients but actually we found that Lou and Ginty they had the most raw and um, uh, kind of real lived experience for these people that actually nobody listens to and having them to be read that there and then it was quite um, quite shocking, wasn't it? So can you give us an example? Some of them, or one or two of the of the revelations that a lot of soft tissue therapists, in particular, do find shocking, and that therefore might help them because they're obviously the idea behind this is they're going to have these people walking through their clinic, an awfully high percentage of them. Not to mention the masquerading symptoms, which might be connected to some kind of female pelvic health which is being overlooked mainly because of gender bias in our system where the gp's kind of gone oh or they're told the young person just go on the pill oh it's just the menopause deal with it so we've got all these sort of problems but what are some of the tales which you do find shock soft tissue therapists uh, can i i don't know about soft tissues or your audience soft your shoe. audience soft shoe therapist that's soft shoes is one of the shocking revelations <laughs> that was well, a... one one thing we didn't we didn't get in on our um uh, talk but we spoke to uh, lovely Claire a few weeks ago on our podcast now she had 10 years of debilitating joint pain when I say debilitating she had to walk on her hands and knees off a chair she could not hold a cup of tea uh, until she drank half of it with a straw because she had no strength in her wrist she fell out of a car at Marks and Spencer's because her knees just buckled. Absolute 10 years of this. And she had, she was bringing up twins um, at the same time on her own. And it took one physio, Dave. Um, in the meantime, she was, she was seeing all sorts of, she's 10 years, she saw consultants, experts, cardio, cardiologists, um, all sorts of people. No one mentioned menopause, even though she was in her late 40s. Now, Dave, the physio, um, 10 years after, said, have you ever thought about menopause? Have you ever had any help for menopause? Um, as soon as she went, um, had help for her menopause, um, which in her case at the time was HRT, doesn't work for everybody, and she's off it now. But at the time, she, within two days of taking HRT, she was like a new woman. So it's therapists can, can it's, it's might be at the therapist can help join those dots um, that we don't always do. And that even experts don't. And that's so important for soft tissue therapists because 
Mm. We're still living. We've talked about this on other on other episodes where the courses design soft tissue therapists to always look for an issue. Um, like, oh, you've injured yourself. I know how to do this. I'm going to do this technique. I've just done it. And they don't look at the person and they don't kind of think, right, what's the age of this person? What are the symptoms? Why? What are the red flags? And like you say, you can change people's lives like that just by looking at the person instead of just fixating on the knee or the elbow. And wow, that's quite something else. Do you have here the scarf, ladies? Have you got the scarf? That, that was quite shocking as well. Listen, listen to that map. Explain the scarf. For those of you listening to the podcast, uh, we've got Lou holding oh, up a red and black scarf. Red and green. It's a red and green scarf. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, is this one of those dress things? Because <laughs> no, it is red and black. It does look, it does look black from here, Lou. Oh, okay. It no, is actually green. Okay, yeah. red and green. green. So okay. Lou will tell you. So there is the mayor and a councillor, um, Sue Montgomery. She's in Montreal in Canada. She chairs a lot of council meetings. So she realised that men spoke more than women in the meetings. So what she thought she'd do, she'd start knitting. So when the men spoke, she knitted in red. And when the women spoke, she did knit in a green, not black. And um, men, she found, didn't actually say as much as women, but they just repeated themselves an awful lot. Now, men spoke 80% of the time, women 20% of the time. The council is made up of 34 men and 31 women. And this, that scarf went viral. Not this very, my cousin did this one for us, but her Sue scarf went viral. Wow. So we thought that was, that we talked about self-silencing and how women um, will self-silence and they will self-silence when they're not listened to by healthcare professionals as well which is where you guys come in and, and like you say you're looking at the whole being rather than you know just look, looking at individual parts definitely no we do I mean that's I mean I'm fortunate I'm surrounded by when I put the STA theatre together I didn't try it, but I actually had more women than men coming up to be presenters. And that's the kind of bubble I live in. I don't, I don't go looking for it. I just kind of, I'm just, I've got so many kind of intelligent, powerful speakers and educators. Couldn't be on the show tonight, but, but we've also got, <laughs> no, but I have people like Anna Maria and it's just amazing. So I do live in a bubble and sometimes I'm guilty of not realizing, you know, that it's, it's a totally different picture out there. Um, but yeah, that's quite, that's, a, that's, that's, that's an amazing visual that we're going to have to have a photo of that scarf. I'll put it into the show notes because that is something else. Powerful women. Right. Katie talking to powerful women manager. Look at that. You didn't see the gun listening to the podcast there, but that was a gun there. Katie yeah. Warburton um, managing the hub. Let's, let's bring a few more pictures up of the hub here. Um, Let's just bring this up on the big screen for people who have joined us live. Um, this, I wanted to bring this picture up because, I wanted to stress, and Anna Maria, you, you can join here with Katie. The idea of the hub was to show that hands-on is not a historical thing that we don't need to be doing anymore. Sometimes the pendulum swung too far the other way. And although we're not breaking down scar tissue, although we're not maybe increasing circulation as much as we saw, that doesn't mean that we stop hands-on at all. And this was a really nice photo of Anna Maria in the middle with the couch. Um, I can't remember what you were doing there, Anna Maria, but I'm interested, first of all, Katie, how was it? How difficult was it to manage this area in the quiet and in the busy? And because there was a team of how many people were, did you have serving you that day, Katie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
do you know? I can't actually remember. So we, we have twelve. I think we have twelve volunteers. Yeah. Uh, each day. That's amazing. Running around, all kitted up with beautiful t-shirts. They're all volunteers. This is really important. That's amazing. Huh? Yeah. It's because those people are committed to the profession. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, like that to to you know to the, the, you know that's people do it because they love yeah yeah that did stand out so yeah katie i'm thinking of like managing that and making sure what, what some of the things you maybe were surprised by and helping the two days go by smoothly um what was i surprised by i don't know but i went last year and i remember feeling really strongly that that it was going to be a lot better this year it was going mm. to be really a much better the next year because we had so much to learn from and we had so many lessons to bring forward so I emailed Anna earlier this year and said, listen, this is what, these are all the things that I think we should do. Um, and people need somewhere to go. It's not um, like we've created this hands-on hub and we people need, when they've got a project, when they've got a passion, they need somewhere to go. And that hands-on hub was the perfect in-person place. And then after that, they also need somewhere to go. So now we have the online uh, hands-on hub as well. But people need a place to go and share their ideas. And I could see that happening. One of my strengths is being able to step back and see what's going on and see the bigger picture. So as I was watching last year, I was thinking, well, this could happen and that could happen. And um, it didn't feel as uh, cohesive as it did this year, just because it was uh, our first go last year. So this year I made sure that I wasn't going to be involved on the uh, day-to-day stuff that I would get. I would do the classic delegation, get all the volunteers to do all the stuff. And I just gave them three hour slots that they needed to be there and and had a couple of meetings with them and said, you know, uh, this is how it's going to run. These are all the things I wanted to know when I when I came down Um just managed their expectations. So they knew what to expect. But also I knew that they really wanted to go and see a lot of all of the, um, the theatres and a lot of the talks and things. So just allowed them to help because it's really frustrating when you go somewhere to volunteer and to help and there isn't someone guiding you and saying, right, well, this needs to be done. So I just gave them all the power and said, you work in here for three hours. This is who you're going to be helping. Make sure you know this, this and this. And then just stood back and, and let them get on with it. Because when you have people who are really interested and really passionate because they're all taught by Anna, then hmm. they they want to get involved. They want to help. They're leaning forward to help. Then there was no one that was like, I'll just disappear. I'll just hide here. Nobody was like that. Everybody was like, where can I help more? Yeah. Um, and it was brilliant. It was fantastic. It was so good. Everyone, it was a real team spirit um, mm. that everybody wanted to help each other. And it was just really nice to be around. And it made it really, really easy. I didn't really have much to do. You say I managed it. Really. No, but you managed it in the way you just described. Everything you did there create, helped create that that atmosphere and that ambience, as you said. That's that's great to know. So what were some of the mis- things you decided you wanted to change from last year? You mentioned that last year we kind of did this and did that, and I knew this year we wanted to make it better. So what what happened last year that you didn't want to happen again? Um, I think as a volunteer, I wanted guidance. So I wanted to know, well, where can I help the most? Where can I be? the most help to somebody because I have no I'm not doing any talks I have no ego about this but I see this as a really important place and we need to make it look um really professional really smooth where can I fill in the gaps so um 
again, that's my strength of being able to step back and see everything and think, right, okay, so we're not going to see much of Anna Maria because Anna Maria needs to go and speak to everybody. She's going to be pulled here, there and everywhere. So somebody else needs to be that backstop to be able to guide everyone else. Go here and speak to that person. Go here and find that, et cetera, et cetera. So it was just really um, making sure that all the speakers had everything that they needed, just really basic stuff. Um and having it before time, I'm a I'm a no drama person, so um, I don't want to be last minute, um, last minute Lisa sort of running around and finding stuff. No, have it all prepared, no drama. So here we go. Here's the thing that you need. Here we go. Here's the person that you need. You know, so that's the best way to be. Well, it's definitely successful, you know, because it is so stressful. I mean, it's lovely that you gave Anna Maria kind of a chance just to do her thing and because she's got so much on her plate anyway I'm speaking for you now Anna Maria so I'm a mansplaining <laughs> therapy expert for you there you go what am I doing I must just switch on my light now but um yeah but it's really cool and that's probably the part of the success of it everyone knowing what they need to be doing where they yeah, were for the first time I honestly I felt so held hmm. and as people know that you know I was I struggle a little bit with, with my organization, so I'm always a little bit scattered and a few bits and pieces. And instead of making me feel guilty for, you know, me being let out, me being quite, oh, you know, all those ideas all of a sudden. And I really felt held and encouraged. And not once I had to think about the organization of the hub, not once. And I was free to go from one stand to another to do the different talks, to prepare, to even talk to people or finish preparing my presentation, which I never finished. And all these things so we, with such a love and affection and respect. It was wonderful. As personally, as an experience, it was wonderful. That's great. That's I think that's the balance of masculine and fem feminine, to be honest. And I think this is the, um, the aspect of the hands-on hub that's been so successful now because... Um, and this has nothing to do with men and women. This is masculine and feminine. And a masculine is very organised, methodical, process-led. And a feminine is very um, feelings and emotions and helping and volunteering and being a part of a group. Um, and if you get that balance right, it works brilliantly. So I can bring that masculine organisation side of things because I'm good at that side of things. And Anna brings the feelings and the emotions and the gathering of the group together. So it worked well. And we also had Simon, who's um, even better at logistics because he did all of the ticking boxes and the measuring and all that sort of stuff. So he did the stuff that um, the, the sort of organisation, very masculine kind of things. But I really think the success of the hands on hub is partly the balance of the masculine and feminine. But the fact that we're bringing in way more feminine. Because there's all women sat there in that picture there that you've got. Mm -hmm. It's all women sat there. And it's almost a bit like the classic um, when doctors were just men and nurses were just women. And, um, of course, healthcare is more like 55% um, uh, female these days. But it was it's that you need the sort of process-led doctor to go, this is what you need and this is the medicine. But you need the nurse to look after you. And it's almost like we've got that represented here, that we've got the process leg, we've got the technique, we've got the soft tissue technique, we know where to press this and what muscle is this. But we need the feminine side as well. We need to say to someone, how are you? And listen to the answer, rather than going, how are you? Yes, your knee hurts, let's squat. Well, I really hope that f feminine or masculine, I'm not sure about 
about that. I agree with that, Katie. But <laughs> I prefer, you know, what I, I prefer that as professionals, we have both sides uh, yeah. to then bring it in, you know. And so I, I understand between not men and women, but you know, they. I, I hope yeah. to see a. I hope to see a, that is actually a balance that each of us as profession we have to have both. Yeah. It's well, like a yin yang thing. It's using the different polars and the ends. Yeah, yeah. male, right. female, yin yang, that sort of stuff. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah, true. Yeah. What What I think also, um, and coming back a little bit, Marta, to what you said, and something that I want to um, stress again is, we wanted to be there to, and, and I will always thank Therapy Expo for allowing us for being the, the two ladies. The Runs Therapy Expo are just so progressive and so they trusted us. We wanted to create a space where we celebrate hands-on as part of care. Of course, the other talk celebrates client care at its best. We wanted to have a particular space where hands-on massage, manual therapy in this broader sense was celebrated in a sensible, evidence-informed way. And where we could translate some of the most challenging concepts the evidence are telling us into clinical, uh, clinically applicable strategies. So what does it look like? Because this is what is so, they always keep telling us, the, 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 the feedback. I hear that. <laughs> Stand up, but what does that look like mm -hmm. when I am on a Monday morning in clinic? And this is where it is really important for us uh, to have a space where people can ask us questions uh, without judgment. And Definitely. we can translate the very difficult, complex uh, complexity of care within uh, a more therapist-led language. Brilliant. And it's definitely that. I mean, I don't know. There's... I don't know how much the future, if there is a future where they're all open air theatres, because I think volume and would be a problem. But it's such a healthy learning environment, isn't it? You can get something from a stage with someone at the front on the stage and everyone looking up at them. But for learning and getting your hands involved, either metaphorically or actually getting them involved in reality, literally, is such a healthy way of, of like you, you say, too. adding I, the research together with the practical, which is yeah, you know, which I, I think the two have different spaces. Mm. Uh, what I do, part I, you know, I, part I like the theatres. I, I, I deliver, the talk I delivered at the theatre was a different talk that I would deliver at the Hands On Hub. Mm. What I love about the Hands On Hub and I will never want to change is that you are led out with your speaker. Mm -hmm. You are, and this, this is one of the things also we want, we want to with our speakers. We have some of the biggest names in the industry, but we also have people that John Scriven, Scriven Amy Testa, Sarah Jones, those are clinicians. Mm -hmm. Clinicians that they are not celebrities yet. They're not celebrities, but they are so good. And so many of us have to learn from them. And we wanted to showcase those clinicians to the, to even also even to say like, I, I feel so privileged that, that I can have the stage to tell people, look, if I am here, you can mm -hmm. too. You know, if in my PowerPoint I had to apologize for my bloody spelling mistakes, that's not the biggest part of it. You know, it's what what I you know what I can have to share with all of you that can, might be helpful. So if I can do it, everybody. So to create a model in healthcare or in in our industry, it doesn't have to be only the a certain particular person here. Excellent.
And that all comes across. I love it. I love how passionate you are about it. And, oh, and, I, I just, and, I, and just, you know, everything you're saying came across. It worked. Yeah, it works. Yeah. The same for you guys. I mean, I, I know, you know, the hands on up is, is our thing, but I, and I'm not saying that because this is the STA podcast. But again, you know, with you and Gary, we always done a very, we sometimes said it's, we don't even need to speak. And we even, even the way we organize our talks, so we're so beautifully organized that when you, when, you know, we didn't put the biggest one when you had your biggest one. So we actually kind of allowed people to move over the two. And they looked like, it was so beautiful because it was like a flowing from one to another. And this is how we change the industry. This is what I, I, I do say. And they're so proud of the people that came from the, with their hands on up. They're so proud. This is how you change the industry. Step by step, a little, you know, little thing. Every year, people, oh, okay, that, that's, that's what I learned there. They're going to be practicing that. And then they feel part of this community, non-judgmental, positive community. That's it. Definitely. It's powerful. It's powerful. <laughs> waves. You mentioned waves, which is a nice segue to riding the waves of change. And I'm interested. So... Jinti and Louis, tell us definitely about the, the presentation you did, Menopause Riding the Ways of Change with Yoga and Breathwork. Also, I'm interested in if you noticed a certain receptiveness, because you did the theatre and the hands on hub. So did you find that riding the ways of change with yoga and breathwork worked better in hands on hub than maybe you would have done in the theatre? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think, I don't know. I don't think the breathwork might might work and probably have to change a bit of what I, what we did but um <clears throat> excuse me it worked brilliantly in in the hub um and it's a bit it's a bit scary because people are very close to you aren't they um <clears throat> but um but yeah people seem to love it um I know Lou was in the audience and she said two people in front of her were just getting their bags to get oh, up yeah, and they go were just like that. Oh, <laughs> oh and then they started doing the Jinsu's breath work and it was lovely because you could see the bodies in front and they're breathing in and you know oh, the that's lovely to see down. yeah, yeah it was great did but you notice that, Jinty? Did you notice that? Did you clock those two who were about to leave and I, then stayed? I, or? I didn't see those two because they were sort of bit bit behind. But I did no, right. see That's lots nice. of people coming and sitting on the floor and and um, you know really sort of really enjoying and and taking part in in the breath work. And um, it's it's all part of it, isn't it? Bre breathing is just so important. It's integral to what you guys do as well. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I I loved it. I I really enjoyed it. And it was That's always good. so. It was uh, it just being. I watched quite a few of the talks. Um, uh, there was one with um, Rebecca Walker and migraine and neck pain, and never even, never even thought, you know, about these things being combined. And she was absolutely fantastic. And like Katie said, people were sort of three or four or five deep at mm. some at, at some point. But it was um, a, a wonderful, wonderful atmosphere there. Great. That's good to hear. Um, there's a nice photo of John Scriven you mentioned mm. Anna, at work here. Let me just blow it up for people who are in there. I just, I love that photo because it shows that you guys in the hands and hub, you are making use of that area in the middle. People are kneeling down and, and moving naturally. He'll be pleased to know. Um, yeah. What a great learning environment. Um, did you get to see, Katie, were you there for John's one? I couldn't, I was over the other side, but Oh, Anna, were you there for John? Yeah, I was. I was. I was really, really pleased because John has been working on that on that presentation for a long time. John is such an original thinker and is such a, a methodical thinker, and it just his presentation was 
outstanding. Um, they talked about physical literacy. And for me, I mean, he's one of my students. Every day in class, uh, I say to him, I am not equipped to teach you because he's already, you know, he's already a, a such a different league. Um, but what I love that he's brought us the, the world of physical literacy. I never even heard of it. In the, we always worked with philosophy for kind of, you know, based on physiotherapy, but this this physical literacy, um, the integration of natural movement and movement as it was meant to movement as is meant in order to overcome our uh, you know evolutionary stresses. For me, it was very very new. But actually, then I realized this is how we use movement, you know, in, in rehab. We are, much more, we are much more aligned with physical literacy than with other type of movement, you know, more structured. And I really enjoyed his presentation because he literally bridged the na uh, natural movement and physical literacy for rehabilitation. It just was fantastic. And then Amy, and what, what he was... I was going to mention I, Amy as well, yeah. yeah this, I mean, I have every single talk. There, there is so much behind every single talk. I can't, so them two never met each other. So he was doing a talk, and Amy always wanted to do something about how we can improve people adherence in rehab. And she loves to play. So they actually got together, and they met every single week for months to create this. John was the first part, and Imi was a little bit of a translation clinic with a play. And this, you listen to their discussions, you see those discussions, you sit back and you think, oh my God, there is so much, how do you call it, profoundness. There is so much good content in those discussions you know, I wish people would listen to that. Those, this is true new original thinking that should be listened to and not, you know, some of the, I don't know if I can say rubbish that sometimes we are exposed to. I don't know whether you can say that now. No. <laughs> I, mean, I was going to say something say a little bit harsher. But I, I personally, I enjoyed, and, and, you know, then we collaborated with, you know, with James, who we collaborated for years, but we put together this team of a few people, you know, that we created this kind of story, a, a kind of of, of a, a thread between all of them. And it, it was just so mean every... But I was able to do that this year because I didn't have to think about the very important nitty-gritty of the daily run. So once the delegated, and I was able to then hold on to that and look at the presentation, help them make the presentation and tidied all those things. So I could never have done that last year. Brilliant, great teamwork. I love oh. the way the, the, the common fact between these great people, like you mentioned, Imi Tester and John Scriven and people, they all seem to be kind of your prodigies and your students. And is that just coincidence or have you got a little bit of a... Well. No, 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 no. I, I, it's the opposite. I am their, uh, uh, how do you call it? They, they, what do you call when you when you see celebrities and you get really excited? Oh, you're a fan, you're a fanboy. Yeah, I fan, am yeah. their fan. Wow. It's okay. people that I met or I know. Well, yeah, some of them are my, my, my students, but it's people that, um, well, Sarah Jones see me and John, they're my students. But, you know, as a tutor, there are those people that you literally, you feel under-equipped to teach them. Mm -hmm. 
because they are so already such a complete people. And sometimes I say there, and I think, and as I said before, I feel so privileged. I don't, I don't even know why I'm still behind the mic and people are listening to me. But those are the people that we need to listen to. So we need to give them as much exposure as possible. Um, and then actually, you know, the, the new on the uh, the new speaker that we never I've never met to be so far was Dr. Rebecca Walker, which thanks to Jean Tian Lu, we met her. She's a, a lifestyle doctor and quite focusing on migraine and menopause. And oh my God, she was a revelation. People loved her presentations and she was such a energetic uh, uh, speaker. Amazing. Fantastic. So, look, we are 10 minutes to go. If we're reflecting, then it would be nice from all of you to hear how things could have been a bit different or how we could maybe change things for next year. Jinti and Lou, you're coming back next year, are you? Can people look forward to you? Well, November we're next asked. year. Yeah, we'll be back. <laughs> Let's imagine, let's imagine that you were asked. Um, Is there anything which you think you, do you start thinking now, oh, I'd like to be able to do that. Now I know what the area's like and what the possibilities are and how receptive the audience are. Is there anything you think would be, I mean, we're not holding you to this, by the way, it can change. But what would you think would be a... Oh, you, what they say (laughs) now? Someone here. what, What kind of, I mean, topics will change between now and next year, but what sort of other things do you think would be... Uh, good to use this space for a hands-on hub I, I think it was it was um I think it was I as an audience member um I and not my field at all it was it felt a really wonderful space and a lot of learning going on and I, I think it can, it can just grow and grow can't it really um it's onwards and upwards and it, and it, it was so good this year so so good I mean and it, great to listen to Jinty because she did her breath work so that was so good mm-hmm. and bringing in different things because I you know this is it's I'm not I'm not soft tissue we're not massage we, we are podcasters so actually it was still really interesting listening to those speakers it's still healthcare good. this is yeah. what healthcare is way more yeah than it just is still healthcare yeah a lot of the work you do Jinty and Lou obviously your whole audience the people are tuning in with you are people who have either been let down by healthcare or need healthcare and by listening to you they're getting healthcare you know yeah that's my you know it's being a podcast this is healthcare now for a lot of people you know we're hopefully therapists are listening and they'll be able to translate some of the stuff we're suggesting and saying and give it so it's all healthcare isn't it it's all part of it and the more we work together like hopefully doing things like this is the more benefits there'll be for patients um katie obviously you know you only you, you can only get more and more power hope it doesn't go to your head but what what plans have you got for next year is it going to be katie's hands on half or what, what are we going to do <laughs> Little addition to the logo. i don't know matter where this is coming your head. we have a new logo there we need a much bigger space Ah, is that the plan? Yeah. Can we all lobby for a much, much bigger space, please? Let's all lobby with therapy. Fortunately, we've got Vernon in here now. So, Vernon, you've already said here in the comments, I've taken a (laughs) screenshot. Hands on Hub is now such an integral part of Therapy Expo. Absolutely love it. Well, there you go. You know, put your money where your mouth is, Vernon. Let's (laughs) have a bigger space. (laughs) Well, I have to say, Vernon offloaded a lot of our van, yeah? He was there to you know, to wait for us. And then he offloaded our van and we had like a little bit of a chat. 
actually Fantastic. did his job really yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, let's lobby for more. There you go. And it was the first year for Vernon, wasn't it, as well? I think. Yes, as a, yeah, as yeah. a, so a great director, job, Vernon. Yes. Yeah, and it's lovely to see you, by the way. Role. Yeah, and great to see you coming in here, Vernon. Really nice to have you still, um, uh, yeah, joining us. We'll have to have you on this show sometime. Don't hold me to that, but I just thought of it. But yeah, it'd be nice to have you on the show. Along maybe with Molly. Not Holly, Molly, isn't it? The new content um, manager yes, who's going to be taking yes, over from Liam. Yeah, so maybe yeah. we'll have Molly and Vernon um, coming on together. Um, Gary Benson, uh, founder of the STA, has added here, you're obviously all welcome to come to the STA theatre. Most of the guests are not soft tissue therapists or sports therapists. We signpost the great things that are on the periphery of our industry. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we may well have to nab you from the Hounds and Hub. Um, <gasps> and... Uh, We'll pay you. We always give you money, don't we, Anna Maria? It's how you make you. <laughs> we... <laughs> um, we'll make it worth your you while. Okay, we'll... We're going to get a Christmas card. Yeah, we'll line your hand. Don't worry. Anyway. Um, Vernon Smead has come back. You heard that. He's, he's picked up ready when you are, Matt. Fantastic. No, it'll be great to have you in the show. <laughs> Even just to see what the front of your face looks like, Vernon. Because uh, <laughs> all I've got is the back of you looking like you're going to um, some kind of... Uh, I don't know, is that Lady Vernon is from art? our next of the woods, okay? It's from Newton Abbott, I think. Oh, really? Oh, oh, fantastic. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Okay, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't meet you um, at Therapy Expo. Yeah, it'd be great to have you in the show. It'd be really good. It'd be really cool. Right, um, Jinty and Lou, I meant to ask you, you've just had a, a fantastic retreat, haven't you? Down the next month, was it? Yes. Yeah, we you're not just podcasters at all. You've got so much more going on. You've got your book collective, your foodie collective. and So what was the yeah. retreat all about? Well, we wanted to, uh, we've got a collective, haven't we, Lou? The, the podcast, yeah. you know, that are a lot of our listeners do feel like they're part of a community. And uh, we wanted to do uh, a lot of retreats. I teach yoga um, and breath work, obviously, and a lot of retreats are, um, they're not for all women. They can sometimes feel a little bit uh, when I say woo woo, that I don't want to put anything down, but some women just want to get away, and they, if they want to have a glass of wine, they want to be able to have a glass of wine. Um, we so people could bring their own alcohol if they fancied it. Um, we had we also had a silent disco. Um, we had sea swims. So we had and we had all the breath work and yoga that you'd expect in a retreat and the really wholesome, delicious plant-based food. Um, but we also had proper Devon cream teas, a silent disco. Um, and, you know, and just really, uh, it was just, it was a beautiful, beautiful space. And we've got, there's a beautiful house in Exmouth um, that's a hundred yards, a uh, hundred meters from the sea. So oh, wow. that in itself is a, is a retreat from life. Yeah. <laughs> um, is that going to become a regular thing, do you think, or? We'd like it doing more. Yeah, yeah we, we hopefully. I mean, we had a, a menopause coach as well, Amantha, and um, yeah, it works. And a style style coach. So we had we had a lot going on, and yeah, it was really nourishing, wasn't it? It was really, very nourishing. Yeah, And if people want to keep in touch with you, follow you, and hear about developments, you're active on Facebook, aren't you? I think people just need to look up. Yeah, more Instagram than Facebook, but we more... we do both. We can we'll go Instagram, you're at Women Kind Collective, all one word. Yeah, yeah feel a lot like book club, and it's There's just so varied. They, they do themselves short because they don't talk about themselves, uh, you know, as, as, as well. You know, they don't, they're, you're very shy girls from that perspective, <laughs> but there is so much in the podcast. It's, uh, <laughs> we're a bit, we've been told we're a bit, a little bit like the audio version of Gogglebox. 
between us. <laughs> we sound like Anna, Anna, Anna Maria says we sound like an old married couple. Oh, Well, there you go, Pete. If you want to listen to an old married couple, it's available on all favorite podcast apps. Um, yeah, Womankind Collective. Um, and yeah, definitely on Instagram. I, I would probably. like, though, to give a little bit of a shout out to Lou's outfit. On the Thursday, <gasps> nobody mentioned the outfit. Oh, Anna Marie, thank Look, you. Yeah, I will mention it. Okay, I will mention it. There will so... be links to that outfit in the show notes. If you can send me a photo, Anna Marie, <laughs> we'll make sure that goes in as well. That would be great. I hope they're not to mention uh-huh. it. And um, Katie, what have you got happening? You got obviously Christmas coming up, but have you got any plans for New Year? Uh, yeah, we'll be starting our massage academy next year, so we'll be taking people from. Uh, healthcare who don't like the way they work in healthcare at the minute and to bring them into the massage world of healthcare um, and show them a different way because I think people choose um, a role in, in traditional healthcare because they like people and they like helping people mm-hmm. but sometimes it's not the right avenue for them so we're going to provide another avenue for them. Fantastic and this is in Sheffield it's in Sheffield. We also Hands have retreats health. too. We've got a couple of retreats planned. Very similar to Ginty and Lou's, but I think we're going to bring our retreat down to Exmouth, down to you two. Do it. I think you've got two yeah. people are signing up. Yeah. <laughs> your eyes filled because new things will coming up. If not 2024, definitely 2025. Amazing. Fantastic. Fantastic. That's really cool. And you've also got, I think, I think I've noticed at least two people volunteering for the Hanson Hub next year. So you were right, Anne-Marie. It's oh, recruiting. Uh, what we've got, we've got Indre. Hey, Indre, oh, good to see you again. Well. Indre, so yes. next year I'll volunteer to help at Hanson Hub if you need more people, Anne-Marie Mazzieri. Fantastic. Yeah, I've enjoyed listening it. to you, Indre. Um, and yeah. Really nice Please, you. Indre, Tracy, Jamie, Gareth. as well. Me, Jamie, finally in person. Uh, those are the therapists we want to listen to. You know, they are great therapists. Tracy and said, I'd like to volunteer too. Qualified, but expertise is not only the time you've been in practice. So, yeah. You're, you're all fantastic, actually. <laughs> Chad, thank you for supporting us all the time with this, with the ST School and our courses. You're great supporters and I love that you actually represent uh, what STT is like. It should be like. Thank you. Amazing. Great. There we go. Right. Well, look, it's nine o'clock. So um, thank you very much for joining us. Um, Jinty and Lou of Women Kind Collective, Katie Warburton, Warburton sorry, from uh, Hands on Heath and also Anna Maria Mazzieri. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, we've already mentioned John, John Scriven. He's going to be our guest next week um, from Move Well, Move Well Jersey. He's based in Jersey. Um, yeah, absolutely, definitely very strong up and coming educator, already knows so much and, and really nice way of, of handing out that information and sharing it. So he'll be with us next week on Tuesday, the 12th of December. Wow, it's getting close to Christmas. Um, so, yeah, if you want to join us, if you listen to the podcast and you think, oh, I'd quite like to join these people live, then all you've got to do is head over to the Sports Therapy Association YouTube channel if you like YouTube or you can go to Facebook and join us on the Sports Therapy Association Facebook page. And that's where we kick off at eight o'clock. Um, alternatively, obviously, listen to it in your own time. But if you do listen to it in your own time for free, then do us a favor of just leaving a nice rating. Uh, yeah, um, five is always a good big number. Um, and uh, a little comment, nice comment as well, because um, that just helps the good word of our guests. I always say it, just get out more. You know, one of the challenges of of education in general, but particularly in healthcare, is just getting quality information to the top of Google because, you know, some megastar wipes something on their 
left butt cheek and that's going to be the next therapy for the next year so we need to get above those people just by you know liking um credible podcasts and things like this and that goes for obviously women's collective podcasts and other um podcasts which um our guests have so please do try and do that everybody two over two thousand members on in the sta and we've got about 40 reviews so i'm not quite sure we get three thousand downloads a month so that's like two thousand nine hundred and forty of you who haven't bothered to go into the iPhones yet or whatever. So please oh, do something. Yeah, not, not loaded at all. Please. You know what I mean? I don't want to lay it on thick, but come on, people. Especially on an iPhone. Pull it out of your pocket and just do it now. That's you, Jamie. Go on. So um, thanks very much, people, again. Thank you, people in the live lounge. Really appreciate you joining us live. Makes all the difference. And yeah, Thank we'll, you, we'll everybody. be back next week. Thanks, everyone. You're listening to the Sports Therapy Association podcast. Put evidence back into soft tissue therapy.